My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 28. Recently, I was talking to a friend of mine about Process Driven, and he asked me why I did the show. Not from the standpoint of, of having the conversations, that part he got, but why release those conversations out into the world as a show, as a podcast? What do you get out of that? He asked. And I thought about it for a bit and realized that I really couldn't come up with an answer, not one that was coherent anyway. So I've been thinking about it ever since, a lot, actually. And I think I've come up with an answer, at least a partial answer. And that is this. Throughout my life, there have been a handful of people, and I'm talking about people other than family, who have taken an interest in me that went above and beyond what was expected. And as a result of that interest, either subtly or in some cases dramatically altered the trajectory of my life. For example, my freshman year in high school, my freshman English teacher, Miss Copeland, introduced me to Cosmos by Carl Sagan. And she had all 13 episodes on VHS tape and would allow us to borrow them so that we could watch the show. And I was hooked straight away. The show was my first real introduction into astronomy and cosmology, uh, and maybe even science as a whole, actually, at least at that level. And I remember being affected by it in a very profound way in the sense that this was the this was the first time I was confronted with an origin story of the universe and everything in it that wasn't religious in nature. In fact, and this may be the beginnings of the conversational sort of career path that I find myself on, but I was so affected by the show that I wrote a letter to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory asking if I could interview Carl Sagan. They wrote back with a very nice letter basically saying no, uh, that Dr. Sagan had gone back to Cornell and wasn't available for an interview. Uh, they did, however, invite me to come to JPL for a tour, which I did. Uh, and they sent me home with this terrific set of uh, these mission posters from the Voyager 2 mission to the outer planets. The following year, that would have been my, my sophomore year, uh, I was in honors biology. And Part of the curriculum was this series of multi-day overnight field trips that we took. And one of them was to Joshua Tree, which I had never been to before, but have been back to many times since. Uh, and for those of you who have never been to Joshua Tree, and it is at all possible for you to go, go. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It is an incredible place, especially in the springtime when the wildflowers are in bloom. So the whole class went to Joshua Tree, and the first night we were there, once it got dark, my friends and I, we began to hear this strange kind of synthy electronica music coming from the campsite across the way. So we decided to go check it out. And as we peered over the, uh, the rocks at the perimeter, we could see this, this campsite sort of bathed in, in red light. And uh, once our eyes adjusted a little, we saw, I don't know, a dozen or so telescopes um, in you know, various shapes and sizes. And it turns out that it was uh, an amateur astronomy club on one of their weekend outings. Uh, and one of the guys saw us sort of looking over the rocks. His name was Denny. 
Uh, and he invited us to come over and have a look through the telescopes, which we did. So we ended up spending pretty much the bulk of the night looking through these telescopes and looking at clusters and galaxies and nebulae and you know th- these things that I had just been exposed to in cosmos the year prior I was now seeing in real life through these telescopes and you know just like the show it was an incredibly profound experience maybe even more so than the show because I was seeing the actual objects rather than just photographs of them so I ended up keeping in touch with Denny, the guy who invited us over to have a look, for several years after. And he was actually instrumental in helping me to get my first telescope and helping to convince my parents that it was a worthwhile birthday present. So I ended up with uh, a Cave Optics 10-inch F6 Newtonian telescope. Uh, and that, that same year, sophomore year, uh, was when I also got my darkroom. My grandfather, who really got me into photography, helped to convince my mom that my growing interest in photography needed a darkroom. And she said yes. So we ended up building a darkroom in my garage. And so for sophomore, basically sophomore, junior and senior years, on most nights, you would either find me in the backyard at the telescope or in the darkroom printing film. And these are just a couple examples of a number of these types of events that have either awakened an interest or a passion or a curiosity or altered a career path or in some other way changed the trajectory of my life. For example, going from selling and installing car stereos to working at one of the top post-production houses in the country off of a random conversation with the CEO while I was doing an install on his wife's Mercedes wagon. So I think that there are a couple ways that all of this relates to the shows that I do. And the first way, I think that the conversations I have are a way for me to almost pay that interest that someone else had in me forward in some way. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely grateful for the opportunities that have come out of someone simply taking an interest in me that went beyond something, you know, that was merely transactional. There's a realization that when you take a genuine interest in someone else, rather than approaching an interaction from the standpoint of what can I get from you, those experiences can be meaningful and transformative and maybe even life-changing. And the people I choose to feature on PD are interesting to me. There's something about either their work or their stories that fascinates me, that I want to honor and shine a light on in the hopes that listeners may in turn be inspired by the experience of hearing it, because I know the potential of being invited to have an experience. So looking at and listening to the work of the people that I feature is part art, but it's also it's also part archaeology in that I'm sort of mining for creative artifacts to be found within the conversation. As my wife says, I'm spelunking for narrative. And in sharing those artifacts as a show, I'm hopefully creating an opportunity for that thing, that work, or that process to be witnessed. By sharing it, I'm inviting you as the audience 
to connect to it the way I have. And if you have some sort of tangential experience or relationship to it, a connection is made to these creative acts that are so often done in solitude. And we're allowed to feel connected both to the work and to the maker of it. In the show notes, you'll find links to a few of the things that have caught my eye over the past couple of weeks, including uh, a book called Through a Different Lens. If you're a fan of Stanley Kubrick as a film director uh, and didn't know that he was also a photographer, you might want to check out this book, which features about 300 of Kubrick's images, many of which have never been seen publicly. And if you're a fan of street photography, uh, there's a new book that chronicles the life and career of Ouija called Flash, The Making of Ouija the Famous that you might want to check out. And I don't remember where I first saw it, but uh, Yuni Yoshida is a Japanese graphic designer and art director whose work I am absolutely loving. It's it's quirky, it's fun, it's colorful. Uh, kind of reminds me of Miles Aldridge in a way. Um, but there's a link to uh, to her site in there as well. Subscribe to Iterations in Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to connect with me, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can check out my book, Photography by the Letter, at photographybytheletter.com. It's available as both uh, paperback or a downloadable ebook. And I'll be back with another iteration in a couple weeks. And I hope you'll join me. Until then, thanks again for your time. I really do appreciate you listening. And I will talk to you on the next one.